0: So you want to save the world with clean energy, make money doing it, confused about the economic and technical realities of residential and commercial solar, batteries, heat pumps, EVs? Want the real world scoop on new energy technologies, not manufacture hype? Then tune in to the weekly energy show hosted by Barry Cinnamon. Insights from Barry's 40 plus years in the solar and energy industry will help you understand the future ways we'll generate and consume energy. And now here's Barry. Welcome to this week's energy show on this week's show we're talking about the best solar panels Now, we're going to focus on panels for homes and businesses, not the larger solar panels for huge utility-scale solar farms. Those panels still have the same kind of cells, but they have very different characteristics. Now, it's easy to get brainwashed by solar panel branding, advertising, marketing, and not end up with what many people would consider to be the best panel for your particular home or business circumstances. Solar panels have improved dramatically over the last 20 years so much so that it often makes sense to upgrade systems if they're old and we kind of have the line of about 15 years old if they're over about 15 years old it may make sense to upgrade your panels good solar panels from 2001 when I kind of started doing installations in California, were about 14% efficient and cost over $800 each. Now, the current solar panels have 22% efficiency and higher and cost, and, you know, these are wholesale prices, cost about $310 each. And interestingly, when you kind of look at replacing an old installation with a brand new one, you can often get, with these new panels, almost 50% more energy in the same space as you were able to generate in your old system with your old solar panels so now kind of taking a step back rather than list my particular solar panel favorites i'm going to instead focus on the characteristics and factors that that i believe are important so uh, you can make your own decision about the best solar panels for your particular home or business so the factors that i'd like to focus on are highest efficiency most cost effective best aesthetics most reliable, and last but most important, what does your trusted local installer recommend? Other distinctions are pretty subjective. That's why it's kind of hard to really do an A-B comparison. Things like the brand, that's really a factor of advertising. The quality, everybody has quality solar panels. Everybody has really durable solar panels. Everybody has long-term energy output. It's really hard to use those as a basis to say, hey, this is the highest quality solar panel. Why? Because the solar manufacturer said they're the highest quality. That's not always the case. All right, so kind of let's dig into these factors. Highest efficiency. All solar panels generate the exact same amount of energy on a per watt basis. Your appliances can't tell the difference. So generally, higher efficiency uh, means that you can collect more energy from a particular area, from a rooftop array. Um, And so, you know, when you look at how panels are rated, they're rated by the number of watts they produce, in direct sunlight, so on a, on a clear sunny day when the sunlight is directly overhead under what are called standard test conditions, the solar panels will generate the defined amount of power measured at 25 degrees Celsius and 1,000 watts a square meter. The sun, sunlight intensity uh, on a clear day perpendicular to the sun is 1,000 watts a square meter. Nice round number. I don't know how God worked that out. And then when you want to figure out what the efficiency the efficiency is the DC power output from the panel as it's rated, so a 400 watt panel has 400 watts of power at 25 degrees C on a sunny day when the sun is directly overhead. So you measure that efficiency by the DC power divided by the area of the panels in square meters. It's just kind of the way the math works out. So we're going to talk about what those implications are in a minute. From a cost standpoint, remember, solar panels are priced on a per watt basis. They're basically a commodity. This is kind of hard to wrap your head around, but think about this. All solar panels, regardless of the manufacturer, put out the same amount of energy Per rated watt of power, regardless of the manufacturers and other claims. It's like gasoline, right? You know, all gasoline um, at the same octane level, you get the same amount of energy in that gasoline, even though if you buy it from mobile or Shell, it may be a very different price than if you get it from a less well-known company. Here we have this place called Rotten Robbie's, a pretty good deal. It's, it, the energy output is based on the uh, per wattage of the panel. All right, so what that means is, if you have 24 solar panels, each of which have a 300-watt output, that puts out the same amount of energy in a year as if you have 18 higher-efficiency 400-watt panels. Both of these, the 24 300-watt panels and the 18 400-watt panels, put out a total of 7,200 watts. And they're going to put out the same amount of energy per year, which in Silicon Valley here, it's going to be around 10 or 11,000 kilowatt hours per year. And by the way, um, you know, heck, you know when, it, when I started, the solar panel outputs were more like 100 or 120 watts each. Now you can get residential rooftop solar panels with outputs of over 450 watts. Some people talk about panels that are even more, but they're using the much bigger commercial and utility scale solar panels, which are kind of tricky to put on a lot of residential roofs. So the basic rule of thumb with solar panels is the higher the efficiency, the higher the price per watt. So don't be fooled, this has got to be careful, by panels that have a really high output because sometimes manufacturers say, well, we're going to get a really high output. We're just going to make the solar panel a lot bigger. So it actually may have a lower efficiency, but they can say, hey, this is a 480 watt solar panel. But it's huge compared to what you may get from another manufacturer that has a 400." 30 watt panel, but it's a lot smaller because it uses higher efficiency cells. So let's talk about that. I've got three examples here of, of a range of different solar panel manufacturers with different outputs, different costs, and different efficiencies. So now, historically, the company Maxion, which used to be called SunPower basically, um, but Maxion slash SunPower panels had the highest efficiency, and they really did a great job in the market, you know, really over a 20-year period saying we've got the highest efficiency panel. So you can get a Maxion 430-watt solar panel, and then it's, it's called a black-on-white panel, which means it has black cells, black frames, but the piece of plastic on the back that keeps the moisture out. The back sheet is white. So you see tiny little matrix of little lines. It's not that distinguishable. But these are the highest efficiency panels. And ballpark cost on a wholesale basis, $474 per panel. And these panels have 112 solar cells. They're, they're not square anymore. They're kind of rectangular. And the efficiency of the panel the total efficiency of the panel is 22.7%. This is from the specs from Maxion. Pretty good. Now, when we talk about the efficiency of the panel, you got to be careful. Some companies say we have really efficient solar cells, but then you have to take into account the complete aperture of the panel, which includes the frame and, and the lines in between. So Maxion typically has the highest efficiency, and, you know, I'm kind of looking around on the market, and they're they're really pretty much at the top. Now, but close behind that, is a company called REC. Now, REC has a 410-watt panel, which is black-on-black, which most of our customers prefer because it's all black. You don't even see these little white lines. You don't see shiny aluminum. Their black-on-black panel, about $309 on a wholesale level, that has 120 half-cut cells at a 22% efficiency. So half a percent less than Maxion, but a lot cheaper. And then taking it one step further, J.A. Solar, one of the many really good Asian companies, has a 395-watt panel, also black-on-black, so it looks pretty good. It's only $170 on a wholesale basis. And they have different shaped cells. They actually started using even bigger solar cells, which ends up being a little bit less money. It gives it different dimensions of the panels. But they have 108 cells and their efficiency is 20.2%. So, you know, 2.5% less than the highest efficiency, but a lot cheaper. So here's the implication. If you have the roof space, lower efficiency, less expensive panels are generally a better deal than high efficiency, expensive panels as long as both of the manufacturers' of panels have similar reliability and warranties. now And here's what's kind of interesting happening here in Silicon Valley. It's going to happen throughout the rest of the country, starting in California, is people are electrifying their homes, they're putting in heat pumps, they're buying EVs. They may have filled their roof up 15 or 20 years ago with solar panels, but now they use more electricity. And the best way to kind of meet those electrical needs are replacing that old system, which may kind of be out of warranty with higher efficiency panels, and you can get almost 50% more energy output out of that same space. It It makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk a little bit about aesthetics. Solar panels are usually pretty conspicuous on the roof. If your house is facing the street and the south is uh, you know, on the street, the north is in the back of the house, you're going to see the solar panels. It's not that big a deal anymore. The panels are black. People are kind of used to it. It's kind of like, hey, you got a chimney? Now you got solar panels. or something on your roof, so not a big deal. But the aesthetics do matter, and it looks better in my mind, in my view if everything's black on the roof and it's kind of a a rectangular matrix of an array. So people generally like the panels that blend in or at least don't clash too much with the roof. That's where the solar panels with black frames and black backsheets and black cells look better than panels with shiny aluminum frames. And so that's what we call black-on-black panels are generally preferred to the black-on-white solar panels or even the black-on-white panels with aluminum frames. Now, here's a kind of interesting thing the the panels that have white back sheets and the panels that have clear aluminum shiny frames they run a little bit cooler cuz the the shiny aluminum reflects the energy and panels are a little bit they operate more without getting too hot and if the frames are black and the back sheets are black they operate a little bit hotter and there's a temperature coefficient whereas if the panels are running a little bit warmer they're going to put out a tiny bit less energy and so when i kind of look at it the black-on-black panels typically have maybe a 5% less total efficiency. They may have maybe 5 watts less of output than the exact same panel with a clear frame and a white back sheet. Not a big deal, but what I observe is in Europe, people generally say, hey, we want the highest efficiency panel, so black-on-white is good, aluminum frames are good, or for commercial where you can't see it, they, they're happy with the clear aluminum shiny frames and the white back sheet, which is also a little bit cheaper. All right, so another option to think about as far as the aesthetics is something called roof tiles or integrated panels, building integrated photovoltaics. I've been doing these systems for since 2001. And when I kind of look back at all this, these building integrated systems with special tiles and slates and things like that, they have a terrible reliability track record. And they're also very, very expensive. The wiring is really, really hard to do because and, and, you, know, you got all that concealed. What ends up happening is if you, it, it sounds inherently smart. Hey, let's just make the roof shingle the solar device. Let's make that the solar panel. You need a lot of little solar panels. They're, they're tiny. But um, what ends up happening is if there's ever a problem or if you ever need to re-roof, if there's a problem with those solar cells, you can't, replace them because I can guarantee that the manufacturer is not making those anymore and you're going to have to rip up riff off your whole roof, all those old tiles and put in kind of what the the latest and greatest current thing in, or more likely what I've seen happen. And we've done this with customers is we take out these old roof tiles um, or roof shingles that were solar cells and they just put a regular comp roof on and then we put regular solar panels on the top. So yeah, they look really good. They may be an option if you don't mind spending two or three times more for your system, but keep in mind that I can pretty much guarantee that you'll never be able to upgrade those systems because the tiles that they put on say in 2024 are not going to be the same as what may be available in 2030. All right. Well, that kind of takes us to reliability. The solar panel, the, the rectangular glass, panels with aluminum frames, they pretty much all look roughly the same. They work the same. They all have about the same warranties. Now, there's lots of anecdotal data and what I consider undocumented claims from manufacturers about panels being better. They put out more energy over the long term. They have less degradation. They perform better in low light. From my perspective, these are all just claims, very little reliable third-party data showing that one of these panels is fundamentally better than the other. And so that kind of brings us to coming back to my recommendations. And I kind of really struggle to determine, like right now in 2024, what solar panels are going to be the most reliable for you over the next 15 or 20 years. Because all the solar companies provide a 25 year performance warranty it's required usually for the tax credit and some local rebates. The details of the warranty may vary a little bit you know there's different rates at which the, the warranty is, is reimbursed if there's a problem maybe they, they downgrade by half a percent a year maybe a quarter percent a year. I've seen companies that have an even f- longer 40-year warranty and there you know there used to be a company that would only give you a 10-year warranty and what I've observed is that there's an inverse relationship between companies that offer really long warranties and then the longevity of the company itself. So what happens is you get these little startup companies that's they want to get into the market, they want to make a big splash, we're going to give you a lifetime warranty or a 40-year warranty. And those companies almost never, never survive. It's the more conservative companies that have been doing this a long time that really know the, what the warranty performance is going to be that I would really count on. So let's look at this solar industry history. And, you know, I can kind of talk about this going back almost 25 years, but let's just start with the top 10 manufacturers in 2010. So in 2010, the top 10 manufacturers were SunTech, J.A. Solar, First Solar, Yingli, Qcells, Sharp, Trina, MoTech, Gintech, and Kyocera. Now, Thirteen years later, we've got some data from 2023. It's it's um it's it's not from the, the biggest source, but it, it's pretty good. Of um, 2023, the top ten worldwide manufacturers were Longi Solar, Jinko, Trina, Canadian, Hanwha Q Cells, Risen, First Solar. Wuxi Suntech, JA Solar, and Worldwide Energy Manufacturing. Now, back in 2010, you know, even certainly in 2001, everything was kind of the same. But now you've got these huge manufacturers. Not only do they make the solar panels, but some of them just make solar panels and wafers. Some of them make solar panels and cells. And there's there's a kind of a, a mix. So when you're talking about the top ten manufacturers now they're not only making solar panels, often they're making solar cells and they sell those solar cells to other companies who are actually gonna manufacture the panels. So looking at these lists, first, it's really important to know that the companies from whom you're going to be buying your solar panels, they don't need to be in the worldwide top 10. Many large companies with good brands that have been around forever like LG and Panasonic have made great solar panels. And then you've got other specialized companies like Meyer Burger that have proprietary Technology or equipment that makes really, really good panels. And, you know, as I mentioned, when we were looking at the 2010 data and 2023 data, the solar industry is very dynamic. Only three of the companies from 2010 are still in the top 10 in 2023 because, you know, companies kind of come and go, they get sold, some of them they expand too quickly, have financial problems, sell their assets. And then taking it a few steps further, going back to 2001, none of the biggest companies now were even in business then. So it's really changed a lot. So kind of let's dig into the seven largest manufacturers in 2023. Of these 10 manufacturers in 2023, seven are headquartered in China. Lungi, Jinko, Trina, Canadian, Ryzen, Suntech, and J.A. Hanwha is based in South Korea. First Solar is is a good U.S. company. They've been doing really well for like 15, 20 years, but they only make utility scale solar panels. Their panels are all glass and they use a process called cadmium telluride. That's the photovoltaic material. They spray it onto the glass. And because this cadmium telluride has cadmium, which is a very toxic product, no, First, solar panels are appropriate for use on residential or commercial buildings. You talk to firefighters and they find out that you've got these cadmium panels on your roof and there's a fire. They're going to run away. They may evacuate the neighborhood. But when you do it in a big utility-scale solar installation where there's nobody living around there and it's you know just on grass or dirt, not a problem. Now, I've had excellent experience with the Southeast Asia manufacturers, They're made in China, Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia. Really good. We've installed lots and lots of panels from a company called Boviet, which is made in Vietnam, as well as the big Chinese manufacturers. You know, kind of coming back, REC right now is made in Singapore. It's really good. And so there's a network of suppliers in Southeast Asia that make all these components. And it's very easy, since their countries aren't too far apart, to swap these materials around and deliver things maybe some some solar wafers from China and those are delivered to Singapore and they're turned into solar cells and then they buy aluminum frames from Malaysia it's a very efficient way of doing things so on the other hand to my great disappointment unfortunately the experience that I've had with reliability from US manufacturers especially when they've experienced what are called epidemic defects, uh, major defects like Suniva and like Auxin, the reliability hasn't been that good. Now, there have been other manufacturers in the U.S. that have closed shop. They make good products because they just couldn't compete on costs, even though their quality was really good. I mean, like three years ago, LG had a huge solar factory in, I think, Florida. They made great products, but they couldn't compete with a lot of the other Asians. Solar World had factories in Oregon. It worked out great. The quality was good. Some powers had factories here. I think Solaria also had a contract manufacturing facility. They were good, but you know they just couldn't compete with the low, low costs from Asia. And the primary reason for these high U.S. costs is solar panel manufacturing is very labor intensive. So first, it's not a lights out factory. So you need people working in that factory and making sure the quality is good. And the labor in the U.S. is more expensive. But second, and, and I'd say even more troublesome, all of the ingredients, all the components that go into solar panels right now, they're almost all made overseas. The wafers, the cells, the special solar glass, the plastic sheets, the junction boxes, the connectors. The biggest factories for those components are in Asia. And so what happens in the U.S. is the U.S. companies have to assemble these components that they buy, they buy these components from Asia, and then they have to use high labor to actually turn them into the solar panels. And so what happens is the U.S. companies, some of them, I mean, not LG, not Solar World, but some of them have skimped on the skilled labor it takes to put these things together. Maybe they didn't have as many quality control setups. Maybe they used less automated equipment and they relied more on labor. And they, the quality wasn't as good. And then second, in order to compete on price, they may not buy the highest quality components, from Asia. They might find an Asian supplier that has cheaper junction boxes or something like that. And that makes a difference when the systems are really assembled, put together, and you want to make them last a long time. I would much rather have a product, a solar panel, that uses really trained labor and uses the highest quality components than companies that are really trying to kind of hit a price point that they may not be able to achieve. Hopefully, the situation is going to change with the Inflation Reduction Act, with the IRA, as we begin to rebuild the solar supply chain here in the U.S. But the biggest challenge is actually making, making the silicon, making the wafers, and making the cells. And that's extremely expensive. It takes a factory that takes years to build, It takes billions of dollars and it requires relatively inexpensive energy. And based here in the U.S., our political situation and our economy really isn't set up to do those things. Hopefully it'll change, but we'll see. Yeah, and just kind of thinking back over the years, we've had terrific panels from large companies like LG... And there are manufacturers like Meyer Burger that they really has specialized manufacturing. They're giving it another go, ramping up manufacturing in the U.S. So I'm, I'm optimistic, but they gotta overcome these fundamental price challenges. Okay, so let's kind of go ahead to another best panels list. This is published by Energy Sage. They kind of do reviews and they kind of make recommendations on what the best thing is, and it's kind of instructive to look at what they recommend. For the top five solar panels, and, and this is the list that I just pulled off uh, here, at beginning of 2024, top five solar panels: SunPower, REC, Panasonic, QCells slash Hanwha, and Canadian Solar. So, I've got a lot of experience with these companies. So, digging into the Energy Sage list, SunPower at top of the list. I used to make the highest efficiency panels, and I've installed tons, literally many, 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 many tons of these solar panels. But several years ago, SunPower spun off their solar panel business to a separate company called Maxion. And so Maxion solar panels are available on the general market. SunPower may also be able to get those. But they're not only exclusively the ones with the highest efficiency panels, because pretty much other good installers can get Maxion panels. And so I'm not sure about the warranty that SunPower would be offering when they're selling Maxion panels, because it's no longer really labeled as a high efficiency SunPower panel. And when SunPower is selling panels with their own name on it, it may not be made by Maxion. So it may be made by another good company, and they do these things called white label manufacturing, where It's manufactured by one company and then, you know, a company like SunPower would put their name on it. So it's not clear that SunPower controls the most highest efficiency manufacturing. And since Maxion panels are available on the market, we get them for customers. And when we kind of dig into it, the Maxion panels have the efficiency that are about the same as the REC panels, but they're more expensive. And the Maxion panels that we can get are also, when we look at the pricing that you may get from from SunPower, they're also about the same. So, um, SunPower kind of lost its lead by having proprietary solar panels. You know they're still around, and uh, you know I think they're a good company, but we'll we'll see. Now that brings us to number two on the Energy Sage list: REC. Right now, they're among our favorite panels. They've got good efficiency over twenty two percent. They're made in Singapore. It's automated facility. REC. Um, company was actually sold several years ago to one of the biggest conglomerates in India um, called Reliance Industries. So they're owned by a big company, their manufacturing quality is really high, and they have what we consider right now is if you're looking for really high efficiency, they have just about the best price performance you can get. Number three on the energy Sage list is Panasonic. Very recognizable brand. You know, virtually every house has some you know, Panasonic gadgetry inside. They got into the solar business maybe 10 years ago or so by buying a company called Sanya, which was another Japanese company maybe 12 years ago. And they were basically, changed the name from Sanya to Panasonic. They were very, very good panels. These panels actually had something called heterojunction. So it was a silicon cell, but on top of the silicon cell, They had a layer of amorphous silicon. So they actually were able to absorb more energy from the sun. That's how they got that high efficiency uh, capability. But then, you know, as happens with many, many big companies, they realize that the manufacturing is kind of hard to do and it's expensive and they can, you know, kind of make maybe even more money with less expense by white labeling the panels, having somebody else make the panels for them and then they put their name on it. So when you look at the solar, the Panasonic panels that you can get right now, they're actually made by REC. They're identical. They say they're made in Singapore, that there's the exactly the same parameters, but it's got the Panasonic label on it. Panasonic may have a little bit of a better warranty. I'm not really sure, but they're more expensive. So I, I kind of look at it and say, I can get pretty much the same thing, but it's, uh, it's a little bit less expensive. <laughs> kind of reminds me of when you go to Costco or Sam's Club, they have things like diapers and orange juice and butter. And a lot of times those inexpensive private labeled products are actually made by the major manufacturers. All right. Number four on the energy sage list, Q-cells Hanwa. There's two names in here. Q Cells used to be a German company. They made the best solar cells. And they were great. Then they sold to a company called Hanwha in South Korea. Hanwha got into the solar business by buying another Chinese company called Solar Fund. That was like 15 years ago or so. So these things kind of shift in in the solar industry. But Q Cells, Hanwha, good products. Their panels are about twenty percent efficient. They're kind of an average price. They're popular among solar installers because they're very Q Han, QCells Hanwa has been very aggressive going after the big installers. So you're gonna see a lot of those panels around at a relatively decent price. Our experience has been okay with them. What we found is that they sometimes don't get the best customer service from QCells Hanwa. And they're they're not really in some cases they're actually competing with their local installers. And so I'm a little sensitive to companies that will actually compete with my own customers. So in, you know, if I put in a, a Q-Sales Hanwha panel, there may be a Q-Sales Hanwha company themselves are saying, hey, we want to sell to you too. And that's just, I just don't consider that being particularly ethical. All right, last one on the list is Canadian Solar. And I, you know, I like Canadian Solar. I, I know a lot of the people over there. They've been around forever. Keep in mind that it's not a Canadian company. It's actually um, based in Shanghai area. I like them. Their panels are good, good price performance. I'd also consider their peers like JA Solar, Trina, Jinko, and Suntech. Like Canadian, these all these companies have been around for oh, almost 15, 20 years. I visited many of them back in 2006 when they were just you know getting started. They have good products. They have low prices and I consider them good budget panels. And they're among the top 10 because they're just selling so many solar panels into the utility market. Okay. So here's where I'm going to kind of end up. And I'm going to end up making recommendations as to the best solar panel is what does your trusted local solar installer recommend? Trust the recommendations from an installer that's been in business a long time. And there's two big benefits to, to picking your panels in this way. The first These older, experienced companies are more likely to select reliable manufacturers because they're more conservative about their product selection. They've been around the block. They've seen companies come and go. They've gotten burned. We've gotten burned. They're not going to always recommend the cheapest panels. They're going to recommend the panels that they think are going to be the most reliable and give you the best value. Now, the second thing, it's kind of related to the first, is these experienced companies They've been in business a long time because they have a good reputation. They have to protect that reputation. So if there's equipment problems, which we have all had, whether it's with solar panels, whether it's inverters, things like that, these experienced companies are going to work with the manufacturers to fix the issues. And if the manufacturers are unresponsive or out of business or not fixing the problem, good, experienced, long-term solar Installers with a reputation to protect will fix problems out of their own pockets if the manufacturers disappear or duct a warranty. And I hate to say it, but we've had to do that You know, in, in a number of cases where we put in solar panels from companies that basically went bankrupt, thought they were a great deal, and they disappeared. There's nobody answering the phone. We can't leave those customers just kind of hanging. And in some cases, we've had to actually put brand new solar panels on out of our own pocket. All right, so... Wrapping up, closing advice, find a local installer you trust. Keep in mind, you know, we're talking about the price of the solar panels and the inverters and the equipment, but the biggest cost of a solar installation in reality is the installer's direct labor and overhead, not just the cost of the solar panels. So the local installers are pretty much always going to give you better service and support. I mean, good luck calling up a national installer and they may have their customer service line in Las Vegas. And, you know, it's really, really hard to get in touch with them. That's not to say that every local installer is going to be jumping on the phone, but they will address that if they want to maintain that relationship. So you're going to get better service and support from local companies. It's pretty much inevitable. All right. Now, the last thing is kind of interesting. Consider upgrading your solar system if you have a system that's over about 15 years old, because you probably use more energy now, energy is more expensive, and a new system of good quality equipment can probably get 50% or more power from the exact same roof area. And then what we're also doing is sometimes people say, you know what? It used to be so expensive for solar panels, you'd only put them on the south roof where they get the most sun. Now we can put them on the north roof. I've done that on my house. I've got solar panels in the north roof. Yeah, performance is maybe 20 or 25% less, but I need the energy for my EV, for my heat pump, things like that. So consider upgrading your system and using additional roof area. And finally, kind of comes back to the local solar thing but i suggest you invest in a quality installation from a, a company with good reputation you're going to get better service and most likely a, in many cases a lower price for your system if the company's been in business a long time they know how to run that business all right that's all the time we have on this week's energy show thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in and if you missed any of today's show you can go to our website at energyshow.biz and listen to the podcasts